0: One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. And listen to some good old country wrecks on the radio. And, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me remotely is Dave Callens. Hey, hey, what's up? That was a shitty catchphrase. And on the soundboard in his bunker somewhere in Utah, Mr. Robert
1: Timothy. Woohoo! You know what's funny is, despite being a highly irreligious person, uh, I do have a lot in common with the Mormons. Like what? Well, we're both super white. Uh, we both like to prepare for some Armageddon that is about to show up that's somewhat undefined, but we're pretty sure it's going to happen. We both like tastefully lifted pickup trucks, like a two to three inch body lift, you know?
0: All people with a lifted pickup think it's tastefully done. No, all of them. no. <laughs> they all think that though. No. All right, the guy that looks like he's re- he's like Gravedigger from the fucking Sunday 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 Arena. That guy thinks it's tastefully done. You don't think it is? Depends. Why well, start this off? So I finally did a. A Zoom comedy show, okay? Kind of. Kind of. As a favor for a friend of a friend. She works for a big media company. They asked me just to donate my time and begin one of their staff Zoom meetings with a little bit of stand-up because they've they've all been having a tough time. They've all worked all the way through this. They've kept our internet and TV on, which provided the, the distraction, I think, to keep all house, houses in this country from turning into the fucking Shining.
2: So I did it. Now, before you get into how it went, uh, just immediately right off the bat, sounds like a tough gig in person. Yes, over Zoom, yikes!
0: Yes, so I, um, yeah, that was a, that's a show where I would have had to charge five hundred dollars <laughs> if I was gonna do it in person because I'd be like, oh
2: man, oh,
1: corporate g- gigs are rough. I feel like I would be getting phone calls from Ryan, and he's like, Bobby, I need bandwidth jokes. What do you got going? <laughs> yeah, what's a T one line?
0: So, anyways, she was a very nice lady. Uh, it was only five minutes at the beginning of the thing, and let me just start off by saying, after it was done. Everyone was super nice. The lady that asked me to uh, hit me up in person just to say how much she appreciated, how much everyone loved it. She forwarded me an unsolicited email from one of her employees saying, "Hey, that guy was really good." All that being said, I fucking hated it. I hated it because it was it was worse than bombing for five minutes. Because first of all, everyone's on mute and everyone's videos turned off. They're they're treating you. You can't even hear them. Huh? No. So they're they're treating it like they would a, a normal uh, morning office meeting, where their video's off, so they so no one can see. They're in their pajamas and drinking wine at 10 a.m. They are, you know, their their sound is off, so if their dog barks, it won't interrupt the meeting. So I'm doing my stuff and I'm hearing nothing in return, save for maybe one or two people that do have their audio on. They they laughed, but it's so much worse than bombing in front of an audience for five minutes because I don't know if I'm bombing. If I'm bombing in front of people, I could uh, I, I can adjust. I can be like, oh, well, that that kind of humor is not going over well. Maybe I should revert to these jokes. Oh, that's certainly not okay. Or at very least, at very least, I can like start making fun of myself for the fact I'm bombing. So at very least, I can leave the stage with them thinking, well, that guy stinks, but at least he has self-awareness. I at least respect him that much. But this, I don't know if they're cracking up. I don't know if they're hating it. And so I have no recourse. I just kind of have to power through not knowing how it's going over. And so that, that solidified. How I feel about these guys that are so obsessed with doing Zoom shows and and also guys are doing parking lot shows where they're like over AM radio uh, like, like you would at a drive-in theater and like they're asking people to pull up in their cars. Who the fuck is that for, by the way? Who is going, honey... I would really like to drive across town to the abandoned Kmart parking lot. We can't drink, we'll be driving, so you know, but we we, we can, can ratchet up some sandwiches. Who the fuck is that for? Anyways.
1: I do like by the way that they that in the era of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, they chose the highest fidelity form to transmit audio. AM right. radio!
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. Let's drive across town to the abandoned parking lot and let's watch some open mic
2: level uh, comedians fulfill their weekly look at me quota. So anyways. Well, dude, the thing with the Zoom comedy too, like you were saying, it, it also, one thing you didn't mention, it takes away one of your biggest tools as a comic if you think you're struggling. It takes away crowd work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can't does.
2: riff on people in the room, you can't riff on reactions or what yeah. other people are doing. Yeah, it,
1: yeah, so our Nerd Night has by by necessity had to become one of these events like a digital event because we're just trying to keep it running while all this shit is going on. And the thing that is like crazy about it is you like at some point you have like 3 or 4 minutes of just material or something to say and you get nothing back. It's the right. it's the creepiest thing ever because I remember checking with my co-producer at the time. I was like, so how many people are on this? And right before we got started, she's like, oh, not many, like eight or nine. And then right before it was showtime, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, how many people are on this? And she's like, oh, we capped out at 99. And I was like, wait, there's 99 people in this audience now? <laughs> like, that's, that's a very different feeling than there's eight people, except it's the exact same feeling because there's oh, no yeah. feedback whatsoever. You don't even see in those ones, you don't even see the boxes or anything. You have no I had no idea how many people were listening to me. And out of that 99, how many were taking a shit
2: or, like, getting up to go yell at, like, you have no idea. Yeah, you are, you have effectively become if Matt Hamill decided to go into comedy instead of MMA. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he can't hear the the ten second warning, can't hear the bell, whatever. Never oh. mind.
1: <laughs> we'll fix that in post. Yes, I mean Don't I either. feel like he could still see people clapping. So, so no,
0: so doing this. It's solidified how I feel about comics that are doing these Zoom shows. And by the way, they're not hurting anybody. You know, I think we're living in a time where anytime someone thinks something is dumb or they don't don't like it, they do some mental gymnastics to try and uh, make it so those persons are actually being problematic and harmful. They're not. They're not hurting anybody. If anyone's enjoying it, that's fine, but it makes me feel a certain way about the comics doing that. It solidifies that it was never about stand-up for you, it was never about the laughs, it was never about the audience or how well you were doing. I feel that anyone that enjoys doing a Zoom comedy show or one of these parking lot comedy shows, I think they're people that, A, are used to not hearing anyone laugh when they do their set, and, B, they're people that don't care. They they don't care about laughs. They care about, look at me. And and I I like how smug and uh, that they're all being about, like, we're doing this not for us but because right now people need to laugh more than ever. They make themselves a real hero about it. I'm like, oh, good, because there's no way anyone could possibly watch stand-up on TV. God bless you, sir. See the reaction I'm not well, getting here's right now, think... that's how I feel on my Zoom shows.
1: <laughs> See, here's the thing that like you have to to contend with whenever you're doing like the the idea of a Zoom show is not only are you not getting any feedback to it but there's like a quality issue in terms of what's being transmitted there's a reason we don't just record our zoom conference and make that a podcast the sound would be horrible there'd be glitches there's like times when the internet speeds up or slows down so we record separately at our own houses and then i combine all three of those later because it's just lower quality and so like there's a thing about comedy. You have to have the right words at the right time and the right cadence and everything. And if all of a sudden you were talking and there was just one of those weird glitches where it stop or froze or did something for half a second, it ruins the fucking joke.
2: I'm still like a little bit on the fence about the Zoom comedy shows because you, every point you made is valid, absolutely. It's completely out of your element. You don't get the immediate reaction. You don't have stuff to react to yourself. But my, 95% of my friends are comics. But that small 5%, I do get messages from people saying that, hey, you doing any comedy online? I'd love to see you do some stuff. Like, there are people who would actually enjoy that. Like,
0: and, and obviously, it's going to be people them. that
2: know you. More power but, to them.
0: I mean, yeah. that, that's, why, that's why I said at the beginning, uh, I mean, if anyone's enjoying this, uh, they're not doing anything wrong. I personally think it's lame and uh, it goes against everything that is supposed to be fun about stand up. And I'm sure to a non comedian, it sounds like a great idea. Notice they said, hey, I would love to
2: uh, check that out. They didn't say, hey, I checked one out and loved it. Have they said that yet? I I guarantee you that if they saw, like, if your friends who weren't in comedy saw you do something online, they would enjoy it. But that's partly because they're friends.
1: And we're all starved for any kind of, like, familiar communication. So you see your friend doing anything and you're like, oh, I'm nostalgic for when there were people in my life.
0: Well, we're seeing that a lot right now from from comics. So I'm friends with a lot of comics. First of all, they all fucking became scientists when this whole thing happened. Um, I know, everybody's uh, stepping on my bit. I know. They're starting to get very indignant and selfish on online and on Twitter and on Facebook saying, we need to open this economy right now because it's so transparent. Like, I want to do open mics. We have, Some people are just going to have to die so I can drink flat beer and tell dick jokes a seventh grader going to come up with. It happens right now.
1: It's not just that, though. I mean, that's painting them in a negative light. A lot of them want to go to brothels and... Oh, like these guys can afford brothels. Come They're on. Coke dealer of choice as opposed to the quarantine Coke dealer they've had to settle for. You know, like they they have more noble goals than what you were making it out to be.
0: Yeah. You know, I, and I like, honestly, all these guys like, listen, we, we have to get back to normalcy. I I just want to be like, you know what? Fuck your open mic. No one gives a shit that you don't get to uh, scream at at some empty chairs in a bar on Tuesday night at the end of a two-day shitty Coke binge.
1: No one cares. You're not a priority. But also, like... Okay, so let's say restrictions were lifted and people could go out to bars. Do you think everybody would flood the bars? No, and your show was struggling when people were normally going to bars. So in this world of incredibly decreased bar traffic, how does your shitty show somehow get more people to come to it?
2: Well, on top of that, I I imagine the bars might actually get really flooded just because, oh my God, we can finally go out and drink, but... They're going to be flooded with people who want to go out and socialize. They don't want some shitty comedy show going on. They have to talk over. They're like, get this shit out of here. We want to just hang out.
0: So many people are going to have to deal with the fact that they're not a priority when, when this all starts back up. So many people are going to realize that, hey, a comedy show sitting and listening and uh, with these friends that we've been kept from for six weeks is not what everyone wanted and they're just gonna have to deal with it once they restart comedy shows what are you gonna do you gonna dress up like an army man and go protest that no one cares that you exist
2: still Ooh, that's not a bad idea
1: it will be interesting, though. It will be an interesting culling. I wonder what will happen afterwards. I wonder if open mics will be, like, more full when everything kind of blows over and stuff. Like, will it, will there be a, a whole backlog of people who are like, oh, man, I always wanted to try stand-up comedy. and Now the virus has made me feel about my mortal coil that I may soon die, and so I, I better go do it. Or will it just be, like, a huge atrophy where a bunch of people are like, eh, I'm done with that?
2: I think it's kind of like uh, Reaganomics. Like, it's going to kill the middle class of Like... <laughs> Guys who are doing okay at comedy are going to drop out because it's like, okay, I can't make a living doing that anymore. I have to get a real job do this shit. I don't have time for comedy. And all the guys at the bottom who are, like, kind of shitty are going to move up to fill that void because they'll do shows for, like, a dollar and a can of beer or some shit.
1: Yeah. I thought you meant by Reaganomics of comedy, I thought you meant it would take all the mentally ill comedians and make them homeless. <laughs>
2: That's
0: funny. I I thought about the same thing because I both produce and perform. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a buyer's or seller's market. Like all these comics, as a producer of shows where I want to get the best possible comics, but they're not always available. I'm like, okay, am I going to have a flood of like the best of the best wanting to work for for low prices because they haven't been out in a while? Or am I going to have a a bunch of people hitting me up
2: because everyone's not available? I don't know which way it's going to go. I was talking to a good friend of ours who's a road comic, makes a ton of his money, you know, on the road, especially with selling merch and doing gigs. And he thinks that because of the the new health concerns, everything changing in society, that there's not going to be any arena shows. It's all going to be back to clubs. But because of that, all the big names that used to do arenas are going to start doing clubs. And he also thinks that clubs are going to have to cut costs to stay alive. So he thinks that B or C list comics are going to be doing clubs for... Basically little to no money.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like if 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 arena shows are gone, you're right. Everyone will have to take a step back. And it might counter to Dave's point, it might bump out the lower guys. Everyone's gonna have to go back one step.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I do think also, and this is my own theory, which is who who the fuck knows. I have no idea. But I think you're gonna see a continuation of streaming comedy, like all these Netflix specials we've been inundated with. There's going to be even more, and there's going to be other platforms other than Netflix, like, you know, stuff like YouTube channels. Other services are going to show up. People are going to be probably concerned about going out. There's still going to entertainment, and now they're used to streaming it at home. So I think that's going to be kind of a boom.
0: You know what? I I gotta disagree because we were live entertainment was already competing with the fact that everything was at everyone's fingertips. I mean, that's what I tell people when. I did my shows. If someone would open a show in the same neighborhood as I was doing one, producing-wise, they'd be like, oh, is this okay? I'm like, I'm not competing with you. I'm competing with Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. People already didn't want to leave their house. I think this will have a complete opposite effect for when live entertainment does get to start up again. People will finally, after all these years, had their fill of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. They're finally going to say, Even though I I love John Mulaney, I'd rather go watch a guy I didn't know
2: in a live setting than watch his special for a second time on my couch. I hope you're right, but I think the health concern is a big factor. Like, people are going to not want to go into a tiny, stuffed, dark room with 100 other strangers where y'all breathing the same air. Not
0: everyone, no, but uh, uh, as we've seen, enough people either aren't taking it seriously or don't care. And they're just uh, like, I've seen such a large chasm of people that would rather put their risk and everyone else's health at risk so that they can go to a bar and they can go to a show and they can fulfill that that need of uh, social interaction that unfortunately for the human race, but fortunately for live entertainment, I think there'll be there's enough of those
1: people. But it's just a different thing. So like, if you look at this it's like a stand-up special done without an audience. That's not a stand-up special. It could be its own thing. You could call it something else. But stand-up comedy like has an audience member. That those audience members are part of the show because they're laughing or they're not laughing or they boo or he picks on somebody or does crowd work or something. Like, it's part of the show. So whatever it is, it's not stand-up. It's something else. It's this other thing that exists that that might be competing with stand-up later. But you're never gonna get stand-up out of that because. Like we like we were saying before, if there's no interaction, you're not having fun with the crowd. We're all not in the same room laughing together where it's kind of hot and we're still waiting on our drinks. We're not having a shared experience. We're not like part of this thing. It's just something that's on your screen like, a, like I don't know, somebody in India or something has no relation to you whatsoever.
0: Speaking of this, since we're on this topic, we have a listener question. Uh, this comes from Haley in Denison, Texas. Uh, she says, the government is trying to open certain states starting Monday. Texas, for example, where Haley lives. What is your opinion of that? Is it too early? Should we go back to normal so soon? Why or why not? Bobby, why don't you
1: start? So it depends, like, what you're doing, right? So, like, if they're saying we're going to open up public places, like, I was talking to my wife about this, it totally depends where you are. Like, we live in Bankers Hill public places should be very carefully policed if they're open at all. Like they open part of Balboa park. And I saw people on like lawn chairs and stuff and I was like, no motherfuckers, you're supposed to be walking, like get out of there. Like, right. like yeah. keep moving. But there's also like really rural areas where if you're opening up hiking trails and stuff and people can avoid one another, that's probably a good thing. Cause we want people to go out and get exercise and not get too cooped up and whatnot. But like, you just have to do it like on a case-by-case basis downtown san diego should be a very different opening procedure than the part of lakeside that ryan lived in 10 years ago like right like those should be different things and police differently and everything so there's like there's no one it's like saying like how do you feel about guns like i don't know are you living on a farm have a fucking gun are you are you in a (laughs) condo in the gas lamp district then don't have as many guns like just
2: have several guns
0: my whole thing—it's—it's uh, it's like a, a, a fantasy uh, uh, and a oversimplification. But me and my wife, who both worked in healthcare, feel this way: is if you are a person that believes it's all going to be fine, it's all a hoax, or you know everyone recovers, so no big deal if you get it—it's just the flu. Sign a waiver. That, that can be looked up in a database that you waive your right to health care related to the coronavirus. All right, then you go to the bar, you do that, go ahead. Those of us that, that don't want to sign that waiver, well, if we get infected by it, well, then we can go ahead and uh, receive our ventilators. Now, secondly, right now it's believed if you've got coronavirus and recovered from it, you can't get it again
2: right now until it mutates into a second strain well we don't actually it, know that and that's I've, I've seen stories where people are getting infected a second, so, time. Well, that's the second the,
1: sc- time that's the scary thing we're, we're not sure yet and we're not sure what that is because that could be bad false negative tests meaning somebody's positive as a they test positive they test positive then they test negative but they're actually still carrying the virus and they get a false negative which is like 30 percent of those cases and then you test positive again and they go oh you didn't have it and now you have it again where in reality you just had it the whole time so they're not 100 percent sure but right now they're is some indications that at least some people are not immune after getting it the first time.
0: Uh, okay. All right. Well, the the long and short of it Haley is that my whole fear, I think it's a good thing to start slowly opening things up, slowly of course, uh, uh, you know, not just fully going 2019 <laughs> all over again. Uh, because that way people can slowly start getting it, slowly getting their health care and you know as you've heard a million times, flattening the curve. The problem is when they say, okay guys, we're gonna slowly reopen. every business is gonna go everybody come in. So you know it, 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 everyone's gonna say this doesn't apply to me. Everyone's, everyone's gonna say use your best judgment and every single person that's been hurting for money this last six weeks is gonna go pack this fucking place. That's yeah, my people, best judgment.
2: I think people are inherently stupid because last weekend, um, it had already been announced that they're opening the beaches on Sunday. beach uh, On Monday. They're like, on Monday, you can go to the beach. You can't camp on the beach. You can go to the beach. You can walk on the beach. You can surf. You can do all that stuff. But you can't sit down, lay a towel out. Right. So that was announced to be happening Monday. On Sunday, people were protesting on the beach yes. to open it up. And I'm like, dude, it's it's happening tomorrow. What are you doing? Well,
1: that's an easy way to declare victory. <laughs> Did you see what we got yeah, done? Exactly. We protested <laughs> yesterday. Uh, speaking of
0: which, you have, like I said before, all these clown children dressing up as army guys, swarming governors' mansions, who are doing their best to uh, to come up with the best solution. I love that they uh, they they dress up in the full
1: fatigues uh like those guys that play airsoft and yeah it is funny because you're wondering who they're fighting you're like wait hold on if you're fighting like are you fighting the cops or is it like the government like who is it that you're armed against and then in reality when you ask long enough it just ends with black people
0: yeah (laughs) all the guys that said uh black that all lives matter suddenly they're like well not all lives matter look we just meant not black lives okay uh, so, anyways, um, yeah, Haley, to, to answer your question, um, I think we're going to need to p- depend on our governors right now because no one's going to use their best judgment. Not anybody.
2: Yeah, Bobby, um, you probably follow this more closely than we do. It, what's happening in Georgia right now? Because I thought that Georgia was like opening. Everyone's saying like, oh, too soon. You're going too early. Well, so okay, Does so so everything state that?
1: by state, and I don't know which states are doing what things, but here are some things to consider. This right now has been essentially an urban blight for the most part like it has hit huge hugely in urban areas like mo- more than half of everything is in New York City anyway like so New York City and and other areas have gotten hit but that's just because of the connectedness issue and that's going to spread out right so like we're going to start seeing more and more of this in suburban and rural areas that have remained fairly unscathed by it as time kind of wears on so like If you're saying, oh, what is the, like, what's going to happen in the future, I wonder how long these, like, little radial strains of spreading infections will happen. And then I wonder if, you know, let's say it goes through the urban area and goes through a bunch of these uh, surrounding suburban and rural areas, you might be able to have something, like, even in big cities, you might be able to have big gatherings of people, meanwhile, 25 miles away a small gathering of people could end up killing a lot of people because there's a bunch of otherwise uninfected and unantibodied people out there. So long story short, in the end, nobody's going to be going to Branson, Missouri anymore. Everybody's going to be doing New York and LA and San Francisco.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh darn. I was really hoping to go to Missouri again. Right now what's happening is um, nobody's seeing anything from any perspective but their own. And to a person that is about to lose their business and might lose their home because, you know, of what's going on and they don't know anyone that has any health issues. I have a hard time calling them a bad person for being selfish and saying this needs to end because that's the position they're in. And conversely, if someone that has health issues but doesn't need to worry about money at the moment and isn't in danger of losing their home feels a, a separate way, then I see their side too. The only side I don't see is people that, that whose only motivation is, I want to drink beer and hang out again. Go fuck yourself. Any other final thoughts from you guys?
1: We've been finding out more and more that there's possibilities and even likelihoods that there's also neurological conditions. And we know that plenty of people who recover have long-term or permanent organ damage. So just because you're not dying, uh, and a lot of those people are younger, just because you're not dying doesn't mean that the disease doesn't fuck you up and fuck you up possibly for life. So uh, be less casual about it.
2: Dave? <laughs> yeah, are people having strokes from yes, yes. a Yes, there's a
1: really scary blood clotting issue that is going on right now with 20, 30, 40-year-olds where they're dying of strokes yeah, because it's causing... That's crazy.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's call it a week. Uh, guys, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we love you. We'll keep trying to, to do these episodes best we can. Uh, I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying, see you next week, cruising with the twos. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, uh, one one sec Aaron just came home early. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She's let the dogs out. Give me one sec.
2: Wait, who did that? Aaron came home. She's got to let the dogs out or something. Who? Uh,
0: I'll let them back in. Uh, Aaron. Who? A sec.
2: I'm not following. Aaron. Who? I'm Not following for your stupid joke. Aaron. Who?
0: <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs>
2: hey Ryan. Who? 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 Who did that?
0: What?
1: Who just came in? Aaron. Oh. Who? Ooh,
0: ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, time
1: time is passing by on, gonna... Oh
0: shit I got, I got Rufus howling
1: Okay Hey Dave, this is like a secret part of the podcast That like Ryan won't know about Until he listens to it, if he does But it'd be like in the middle of it So it'd be secret, quick well, This could be the drop what you, Yeah, what, what's the secret? Like what are you gonna
2: I, you, want, you want what the secret yeah, is? Yeah. It, it's who let the dogs out Oh.